0: This is Cosmic Coffee Time, the place where we take a look at what's happening somewhere in the universe in about the time it takes to have a coffee. It's cosmology in a cup. I'm Andrew Prestige, and join me and join meteoritist Greg Brenneker for a coffee as we welcome Greg back to talk about a new and unusual meteorite impact. He joined me from the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory in California. Welcome back, Greg Brenneker. It's great to talk to you again. You're becoming a regular on Cosmic Coffee Time.
1: That's great. This is my favorite podcast, so I'm happy to be here.
0: And there's been some interesting things happening in the world of meteorites, and we mostly talk about meteorites impacting the Earth, but obviously they impact other bodies as well. We're familiar with the craters on the moon uh, being caused by meteorite impacts, but there's been an amazing discovery on Mars, Greg. What happened?
1: Well, I think this is really good evidence of, of just how dynamic of a place the solar system is. Uh, so recently there were some papers that came out that showed that uh, scientists had, had really kind of discovered uh, a large meteorite impact on the surface of Mars. Um, you know, so this is this is something I, I think we we knew was happening, but this was the first real evidence of it. Uh, we saw it in real
0: time. And what was that first evidence?
1: Yeah, there was a seismic profile, basically, that was uh, recognised looking for Mars quakes, so basically an earthquake only on Mars. And uh, this has a slightly different signature than you know what maybe a deeper a deeper Mars quake. And so they, they recognized this, I think it was on Christmas Day and, uh, and and realized it was kind of a different signature than they'd been seeing in the Mars quakes. Uh, and then later on they were able to kind of uh, find what that what caused that and, and it was actually a meteorite impact on the surface of Mars
0: and I understand it could be seen the impact could be seen from mars orbit um did we get some images from the mars reconnaissance orbiter
1: yeah we actually uh, got some really spectacular images so you can you can you know mars orbiter is taking pictures of of the surface of mars uh and then over a time series you're able to see this this crater appear and what's really cool is that it was you were able to see the ejecta from this uh from this crater and i think we learned an awful lot about the interior of Mars from this, or or at least, uh, you know, the subsurface of Mars.
0: And we expect a lot of meteorite impacts on other, other bodies in the solar system. And you heard some interesting information about Martian meteorites from one of the Mars rover drivers about how common meteorites are on the surface of Mars.
1: Yeah. So while they were driving around the surface of Mars, we've had a lot of rovers that have, you know, kind of traversed Mars over the years. Uh, They found multiple, meteorites on the surface of mars while they're driving around uh you know over over 10 i believe uh you know of of just meteorites that are laying around uh on the surface of mars
0: to me the most interesting aspect of this is what the impact can teach us about what lies under the surface of mars we've got the perseverance rover drilling tiny holes around jezero crater which is amazing to do that on another planet but this is a huge 150 meter wide crater what can that teach us
1: But it teaches us a ton about, like you said, what's at the subsurface. And and while we've got instrumentation that's trying to do this at the small scale, uh, you know, nature can do this for us at the big scale. And uh, what it did is it excavated this large hole. And what we find is that there's a lot of water ice, basically, that's not just at the poles, but it's also at the equator of Mars. And that's really significant find uh, because there's a lot more water on Mars, maybe, than people have, have thought in the past.
0: And what could that mean for the study of astrobiology or even the future exploration of Mars? Well,
1: it's obviously quite important for biology because, you know, as we know it, life needs water. Um, So if there's more water on Mars, there may be a higher chance that life existed in the past or or maybe even present if we're really lucky. Um, But if you look at it from a perspective of exploring space, it's really important because water is a very critical resource for being able to not just sustain you know, astronauts or something like that on the surface of, of, of Mars, but it presents a resource uh, to where you can make fuel and other things out of the hydrogen and the oxygen that exists there. So it's a really, really important resource if we are to explore deep space.
0: We are talking with meteoritist Greg Brenneker. The InSight lander have been operating on Mars since late 2018 with its seismometer listening for Mars quakes and for meteorite impacts. I understand they're easy to tell apart with quakes emanating from deep below the surface, but the impacts are right on top of the surface.
1: Yeah, you've got a slightly different signature, and you kind of think of this as as different types of of waves that are happening. And when you've got an impact on the surface, you have a surface wave, uh, and you don't have that kind of deeper signature of of an interior wave that is happening that you would have with a Mars quake. So you can tell these types of uh, impact, you can tell an impact apart from a Mars quake.
0: Something that surprised me was that this was the first time that surface waves have been detected by InSight, or the first meteorite impact that had been recorded in the three years that InSight had been there. And scientists expected at least a few per year. I mean, the body waves seem fairly common. Um, They've been detected over 1,000 times. Is there any explanation for the absence of meteorite impacts prior to this one?
1: Well, there's certainly some luck to it. You you need to be somewhat near the location of the meteorite strike. Uh, the surface of Mars is quite varied. So if you have a large layer of dust and you have an impact into dust, it's not going to transmit the wave like you would be if it's a solid rock. Uh, so there's definitely some aspect of, of luck. And then, you know, how many large impacts do you get, you know, per year? Uh, it's not a, a huge number. Um, so so that's that's also part of it.
0: And just on that, are we more likely to detect impacts on Mars given the atmospheres so much less dense than earth's would meteorites maybe meteorites that would burn up harmlessly in earth's atmosphere are those sized meteorites more likely to reach the surface on mars
1: yeah you're much less likely to burn up a meteorite of course because mars has such a almost non-existent atmosphere it's it's so much thinner compared to to earth's um so you, you should be having quite a few impacts on mars but uh you know, maybe maybe because we haven't had as many larger ones near where Insight was, uh, they just weren't recorded.
0: And what's Insight taught us about the possibility of ancient oceans on Mars?
1: Well, I think I think the fact that you know we do see that water ice excavated when you have this impact, uh, it tells us quite a bit about how much water was there to start with. And, and you know, that's a really you know, as we talked about earlier, that's a really important aspect to understanding Mars's evolution as a planet. Uh, if there was a lot of water there to start with, uh, then you know the possibility of having, you know, standing water in in the form of oceans is is quite high.
0: It seems we were lucky to get this seismic data. Insights lasted well beyond its expected working life, as NASA spacecraft tend to do. Uh, the prime mission was scheduled for two years, but now we're coming up on four years of service for Insights. And InSight's ground team think we're only expecting another couple of months from it. What's going to be the cause of death for InSight? And do you think this meteorite might be its signature discovery?
1: It certainly might be. There's been a lot of cool science that has come from InSight. Uh, Unfortunately, it is going to be losing its life, I guess, uh, due to its solar panels being covered by dust. Uh, And this is something that, that certainly was was well documented with the original rover's spirit and opportunity uh, that were able to outlive their you know kind of planned existence as well. Um, they had the fortune of of having their panels cleaned off occasionally by different storms. Uh, and maybe that'll happen with insight um but but right now they're not not planning on that to the moment.
0: And just before we wrap up, Greg, can we get one final thought from you? So when InSight finally does give up the chase, we won't have any working seismometers beyond Earth. We heard about the Apollo seismometers on the moon in a recent episode that worked for several years through the 1970s. Now it seems there's plans to send a seismometer to the far side of the moon in the next few years. And we also heard that NASA's Dragonfly mission to Saturn's moon Titan is going to carry a seismometer. Greg, you're a geologist. Does it give you a good feeling to know that seismometers are going to be included on those future missions, that the rocks and that seismic activity seems such an important part of the storytelling of those other worlds?
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I think we have to really look at these things as systems. Uh, And to understand a planet or a planetary body, we have to be able to look at it from a lot of different ways, whether that's spectral data from, you know, uh, satellites that are covering it with high-resolution imagery uh, or if it's you know seismometers on the ground, things like that, we need to look at these as, as entire systems if we're going to try to understand these things. So it it does it does make me feel good that we're sending out a variety of of different instrumentation for these these planetary missions.
0: Well, this uh, meteorite on Mars, Greg, it's another exciting discovery, and it's been great to have you back on Cosmic Coffee Time.
1: Thanks a lot, Andrew.
0: Check out Greg's book Impact, published by Harper Collins there's a link in the show notes or go to harpercollins.com. If there's something in the universe that you want us to take a closer look at on the podcast, send us an email at cosmiccoffeetime at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. I'm Andrew Prestige, and I'll see you again soon for another Cosmic Coffee Time.